0: Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your hosts, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot
1: Kawaoka. All right, what's up, everybody? This is Colin with. Hey, guys, it's Elliot. Is episode number 57 where we have a special guest we are hanging out with Paul Zychowitz Paul what's up man
0: not much man just uh super excited to be on the podcast um you know a lot of fun chatting with you a couple week, uh, weeks ago on my podcast so I'm uh I'm looking right. forward to turning the
1: favor here so yeah
0: yeah, yeah. it's great, uh, great to chat with you off the race course you know so exactly
1: good yeah good deal so uh tell us a little bit about yourself Paul
0: cool yeah so uh, interestingly I obviously know you know this but uh, for the viewers you and I actually have the the same role I work for a technology company uh, I'm a uh, senior Tam so that's what I do by uh, by day um, I live in Cape Cod with my wife Karen and uh, yeah I am addicted to triathlon um, pretty much all of my time uh, of course, you know, I I have to keep the house tidy, so on and so forth. We've actually just added a new, uh, new addition to the Zyquist household. So I think things are going to become a little more complicated, but yeah, most of my time outside of, uh, working and, uh, you know, chores is, uh, is spent doing triathlon and, and just more broadly being outside and, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, exercise and I'm addicted to it.
1: Nice. And, uh, Also, have a relatively new announcement of uh, changes to the family here pretty soon, right? Yeah, yeah. My, uh, actually, my.
0: So we found out a couple weeks ago that my wife was pregnant. Uh, um, Excuse me, but uh, we actually just found out yesterday that we're having a a baby girl. So, uh, you know, I was sort of indifferent, but she definitely had all of her eggs in the girl basket. (laughs) So, uh, you know, she, uh, she, she was very excited. Obviously, would have been happy with uh, with either. Um just super happy that you know everything's going well. She's uh both mother and daughter are very healthy and uh yeah, excited to to add a new member to the family.
1: Uh that's terrific. Yeah. Uh baby girls are uh pretty special. Mine's yeah, getting, nice. my daughter's got me wrapped around her finger uh since day one. So Not a little worried uh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so uh very cool. And uh so you're doing tries. Um tell us a little bit about your race history, even like uh, growing up, like what's your background, a little bit more on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I've always been super into sports. Um very young, I was into baseball. Um, I'd sort of move with the seasons, if you will. Like I had the tendency, like I feel like a lot of type A people to get like really into things. Um, and so you know, football season would come around you know, be out with the boys playing, playing touch football, tackle football, whatever. Um, as we grew older, you know, baseball season would come around. Wasn't really ever into basketball, although I, I definitely played, um, but yeah, it was, was really into uh, you know, the sports, the traditional American sports that you, you think of. Um, and then I was convinced to join the swim team by my sister. She started swimming. She wasn't really into sports. And so my mom, like, you know, wanted her to be well-rounded and, and we're you know, really trying to get her into a sport and they found swimming and she started doing USA swimming. I want to say maybe like sixth grade. And, um, I was a little overweight in like middle school. So my, my parents were like, all right, dude, like we need to do something about this. Like, let's get you in the pool. And so I started doing some USA swimming stuff. Um, and then when high school came around, we had a pretty close tie with this guy, Dave Pont um who owned it was south coast aquatics i don't believe they're still around anymore but they were like sort of a swimming i don't want to say powerhouse but if you were you know in the south coast in massachusetts you knew you knew who they were um and yeah when i got to high school he was the high school swim coach and he was like you gotta swim man um and i didn't do anything in the winter time so um you know it was it was a good thing to keep me in shape for baseball and so, yeah, sort of got into swimming. I've always liked to bike and uh, yeah, I was, I've always been riding bikes since I was a little kid, like started off doing BMX, um, but never really was like a runner. Although the same swim coach also was the manager of a beach. So, uh, you know, I lifeguarded in high school and so he used to work us out. And so I just started running. And because I was a little bit heavier as when I was in middle school, like I always sort of hated running. But during lifeguarding, uh, we used to have to go out for like, you know, five mile runs along the beach and, you know, we do things like swim down to this jetty that was, you know, maybe 2,500 yards, 3,000 yards down the beach. And then we'd have to run five miles and then come back to the shack or whatever, do push and stuff. And it was there where I sort of realized that, uh, you know, I, I was actually a decent runner. Like I never really thought of myself as a runner. Um, so I sort of came to each of the individual sports uh, you know, in my different way, I almost actually did triathlons growing up and looking back now, obviously I wish, I wish I had because, you know, obviously hindsight's 2020, definitely wish I had started earlier. Um, but everybody finds things in their own time. And, uh, but yeah, I always said like, I'm going to do an Ironman by the time I'm 30. And interestingly, I haven't actually done a full Ironman yet. I'm going to do it, but, Um, I caught the triathlon bug in 2017. Um, you know, in college, I didn't, I wanted to have a social life in college. So i be basically became a professional partier. I put as much effort into sport and so forth, uh, into partying and just like having fun, like networking with people. And I continued down that path into, you know, into, you know, I would say my mid twenties and, uh, you know, when you're burning the candle at both ends and, uh, you know, you get into some of the heavier stuff. Eventually, the train falls off the tracks. Uh, luckily, you know nobody was hurt. Uh, everybody still has all their arms and legs, and you know everybody's everybody's all good. No, no relationships were really damaged. Uh, but yeah, I basically just had a, uh, a con- had to have a conversation with my with myself and uh, with one of my good buddies and my wife, and uh, just decided to put all my effort—not all my efforts—but decided to. Um, you know,
1: but I you guess to focus.
0: that energy into a different outlet, and uh, yeah, started doing triathlons. Uh, I started before I, you know, basically went sober, but I, uh, yeah, I got like really serious about triathlon at that point, and I never thought I'd be really any good at it. Uh, it was just kind of something to you know keep me busy and keep me out of trouble, but ended up doing pretty well at a few races. Uh, like it was 2018 uh, the new Orleans Ironman I fit, or Ironman 70.3, I think I finished like ninth and I was like, holy shit, man. Like, that's crazy. Like I never thought I could do something like that. And, uh, yeah, after that, I, I sort of, you know, just said, Hey, you know, what's the next, what's the next thing that I
1: can do? And yeah, here I am. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And so Paul and I met at muscle man, uh, yeah. back in, uh, end of, Ju- end of June, right. Early July, early July, early yeah. July. Yeah, yeah. July, Right. Uh, we were racked near each other and just started shooting the shit, uh, before the race and definitely, uh, uh, connected for sure. So that was cool. Uh, yeah. That was awesome. It's yeah.
0: al- it's always amazing. Uh, like, I feel like it's just such a, that's why obviously it was so tough over the past year, because I mean, that's half the reason why I train. It's kind of like, it's, it's, yeah, it's just cool. It's tough to be around. I know you with your wellness center and your, you know, your coat, your, you coaching and stuff. It's a little, I feel like it's, I don't know, maybe it's tough uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's, you know, it's nice to have that community. I'm, I'm working on it, but I feel like that's just, yeah, it's such a good place to, to meet people, like-minded people. And, uh, yeah, it just gives me such a,
1: such good energy. Yeah, no doubt. Cool. And then, yeah. So unfortunately Paul flatted what five miles into the race at that one, right? Yeah. If that, um, less than that. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was, it was basically five miles in.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a bummer.
0: Uh, but, but I, you yeah. know, take. Okay, Take it with a grain of salt, it was my first mechanical ever, and uh, I mean, you guys know this basically the whole time on the bike, you're just praying, Do I have a mechanical? Um, like just get me to the run where I actually have some control, and uh, yeah, you know, obviously, but- I was super pissed when it happened. I was super sure.
1: pissed, yeah, I bet, but, I bet. Uh, yeah, uh, I was cursing. You, you did it. at least fix it, and you're able to yeah. uh, still put up a very respectable day, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was actually super proud of myself after that because like, I basically like made the decision and I, I wish I could thank the, the, the roadside support guy. Cause he basically like I was, I already made the decision. I'm like, F this man. Like, and that's actually a problem that I, I struggle with. Um, I'm kind of all or nothing. And when I set expectations for myself, and sometimes I just, when I don't, that initial miss, I just sometimes want to throw in the towel um, and then the guy was like, are you sure you want to stop? And then at like, just that small question was like, nah, I, I guess I, I didn't really think about the flip side of this decision. Uh, no, I, I, I want to continue on and God, I'm just, I am yeah, super happy that I did that. Cause, uh, yeah, those are the days, like, I'll never forget that race. Um, yeah. for that reason. So,
2: and I think yeah. you probably would have felt a lot worse if you just, oh, yeah. out of it. so,
0: yeah, I mean, I, kind of like the pain. So it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, you put all this effort into getting to the day where you can just, and that's like one thing I I've had struggled with. Uh, like I like to put as much effort as possible and you really can't do that in triathlon. And i learned that the hard way. I injured myself back in 2019 because I was so dead focused and I was spending too much time in the gray zone. Um, yeah, my eighty twenty equation was definitely skewed more towards the anaerobic than it should have been. And I paid the price for it. Like it took a while for me to get there, but I, I paid the price for it. And so you put so much effort into getting to that day where you can just like leave it all out there. And to your point, like to not be able to do that and you look back at it and you're like, shit, like I, I missed an opportunity. And uh, yeah, I'm super happy that I, I, uh, I took the opportunity. So
1: yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good quick tangent here for people. I mean, it's so hard. I mean, it was early on in the race. You're probably clarity is a little more, uh, there than, uh, you know, yeah. deeper in the race, but, uh, it's very easy when, you know, we want to have that perfect day and then all of a sudden something goes wrong and it's just like, uh, yeah, you know, where the mind wanders to and just either, you know, quitting or just not giving our effort and things like that. And, you know, if we can just, Get, flip that mindset and just think about, you know, how much work we put into this to get to this point. And sure. Maybe you lost a couple of minutes or whatever it is, you know, and uh, you're not going to, that perfect day is lost. Like it usually is every time, you know, and uh, you just make the best of it. And usually you feel a heck of a lot better than uh, if you, you know, throw in the towel and then all of a sudden, you know, you look back and you're like, why did I do that? You know, but yeah. in the moment it's, it's very rational and something that uh, is easy to justify. Um, so you know, for everybody out there that uh, has those moments. Um, It's actually interesting. Uh, It reminds me of uh, a client I had doing Timberman actually. And um, she's one of the gals I like to say that gets her money's worth, right? You know, not exactly uh, shooting for a podium slot or anything, but uh, she came in off the bike and uh, I had already finished was kind of around the transition area and she had already made her mind up that she was going to pull the plug on the race and you know i just kind of talked to her actually kind of ran through transition with her and just just said you know what are you doing here like you know what is there something bothering you know and like do you really need to stop and it was really just in her mind and so saw her through to get off into transition and she went out she had a great run and uh you know, she, uh, it was great timing that I happened to be there, you know, yeah. to, to remind her that, but, you know, we got to have that, that mental toughness and be our own kind of, uh, psyche there to, to tell ourselves, Hey, you know, we can do this, you know, it's, there's, there's always going to be uncomfortable times during races and, uh, you know, we got to push through that. So, yeah. um, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's frustrating story. when it's, uh, when it's mechanical, no doubt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a great
0: story. Actually, funny, funny, uh, funny thing that happened, my uh so my my mother-in-law um i didn't have like a great run but i had compared to my last race at eagle man i had a better run and uh so my my mother-in-law was like yeah well you had my flat took 12 minutes so she's like yeah we had 12 minutes of rest in the middle of the race um (laughs) as far as like why i had a good run and i was like wow thank you very much lisa really appreciate that but you made a good point do make a good point i got a little rest it
1: it is true you know uh, we always got to look at uh the opportunity and the the positive out of things you know yeah. so um good deal yeah that was a good yeah pick. that was a good yeah. i like that i like that race right and then uh so paul is one that got a little deceived by the uh course profile i think uh Timberman yeah. on the bike <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was wild.
0: I've never seen a miscalculation. Um yeah, let really just say I don't want them flying my plane because I think if uh, you know if you were like headed those. to L.A., you'd probably end up somewhere in Canada. Or and I was
2: I was telling all my clients, I go, "This is gonna be a flat course, so just be in yeah. a position the entire time. You're gonna be fine. It'll be but, fast." Yeah
1: i knew i mean even when i saw the course profile online when they first uh, launched the site or said what it was i was like there's no, no way in that area that they're gonna be able to find something that flat yeah and uh you know i was fortunate enough to have a couple of clients do the course in preparation i didn't make it up there before um but uh yeah uh so Paul and I were uh going back and forth on the bike most of the the bike and uh yeah it was a fun bike out of the speedway and uh I can't remember it was you passing me or I was passing you and you're like uh so that's it for the hills right yep. <laughs> yeah yeah and you were like no man yeah, that's it that's, just where started. Hills, that's where the hills yeah. start. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was wild. Um and what's crazy it was it was all at the end of the, not all at the end of the course but it was the last 23 miles I think it was back, like 2, 300 feet
1: for sure. was uh, like, very very roly and and hilly so.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but that was great. So yeah, I mean uh you know I, I think we've talked about this uh, a bit before on the show but uh just a huge fan of of riding with others and you know so Paul and I you know we're not drafting off each other, but we were just working with each other to kind of keep each other honest and just kind of going back and forth for uh, quite a while till I fortunately dropped my chain. But um, you know, you did was... catch up though. You did catch up. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah, you take um, the downs
0: pretty pretty quick. I gotta say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like to take advantage of those for sure. But um, you know, it's it can be extremely beneficial to everybody really involved with that where, you know, if you look at really the pro race, I mean, that's what they're doing the whole time is they're, you know, keeping that legal gap. Um, but you are technically, if you're really holding it, you can get an aerodynamic advantage to it, but more, it's just to keep you, keep each other honest and and kind of pushing a little bit. Um, whereas if you're off in your own, in your own little world, you can get a little bit more complacent and, uh, um, can be super motivating. So, uh, that was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, great to do that with you and knowing who you were. And, um, you know, we had a good time with that. I think we both benefited from that for sure. Sure. I know
0: just from a motivation perspective, like I feel like obviously it was nice that we knew each other. Um, but it's not often. And I know that's something that I struggle with. Like I, I try to like find somebody early on in the race and sometimes that can be challenging. Uh, but I always tend to try to, you know, maybe it's five to 10 Watts lower than I think I can handle. And it's nice. I just sort of like naturally fall there, and so it's nice because I've overcooked it in the past. But it, it's nice when somebody sort of comes along and gives you the motivation to do that extra five or ten watts because it really does. Uh, it really does make a big difference at the uh, the end of the fifty six or the one twelve or whatever. Yeah, um, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: and it's working within the rules, right? Um, you know, the rules are what they are, and uh, yeah, I mean, you'd be stupid not to take advantage. To your point, it's. I mean, it's not a major advantage. But I know, like, in the, the pro peloton, um, obviously, the way that they're drafting, it's, it's a super advantage. But, but even, you know, the, you know, I guess when the, the lead rider is out and they have the, the camera, you know, the camera bike out front, like, they're definitely, even though it's, like, pretty far out, like, I, I can't remember the numbers, but there's, it, there's definitely an advantage. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you're playing within the rules, so why not, why not benefit? And it's cool to ride with other people. Like that's it. really different. is. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you,
1: you know, you got to pick your spots. I mean, you can't go out there and say, I'm going to find somebody to ride with. Uh, like yeah. a muscle man, I didn't really find anybody to ride with. Maybe if you didn't get your flat, you know, I would have got somebody to ride with. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah
0: you <laughs> but, definitely uh, would have caught me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was, it
1: was, who knows? But, uh, um, you know, if it happens, and for me, it's, I'd say it happens in at least half my races, probably end up finding, you know, somebody that's good to work with. Um, But, uh, you know, especially as we approach St. George here, there should be, uh, I mean, could be a concern with drafting and packs and that that could be a problem. Like I did hear some issues of it, Maine 70.3 uh, last weekend here. But oh, really? um, yeah, Didn't hear about that. interesting. Impacts, yeah, um, that I heard about. But uh, that happens on the flatter, oh, horses, you know, yeah. but, sometimes uh, when it happens, it's like because I actually that happened to me when I was at
0: Eagle Man and like I think it was like 2018. Like it was like a freaking Peloton. Yeah. Like it was nuts. And once you sort of like once the train, like the cars start colliding, it's super difficult to get people to back off because I mean you're in a race. Like nobody wants to give up ground and then have to do the surge. So it's yeah, I mean, it's it's just uh it's a terrible uh yeah. I well, I mean, in and the, the reality too
1: yeah, is if if those people want to draft and they want to cheat, like you can surge and you can get away from them for a little bit, but then they're just going to catch you. To so catch you. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a problem. And it's, you know, I think it's a, a mindset issue of anything of people, you know, being okay with that. And if they were yeah. willing to work within the rules and be honest themselves, then uh, it would. As much of an issue as it is, yeah. but uh you know, I always had uh, that some people uh, like legit wait.
0: try to you know try to bet yeah. or cheat, just straight yeah. up cheat, right?
2: Yeah,
0: um, but uh yeah, I'm just I'm so scared of getting a penalty. Luckily, knock on what I have not gotten a penalty yet. Um, but uh yeah, I mean it's you know, somebody jacks up on their brakes and it's the you know, the bike's going by. That was actually something that I was surprised. Um, I, I've been seeing more bikes for sure. I don't know if you noticed that, but um. You know, Timberman, I, I mean, more like marshals people, and,
1: and officials. Yeah, you like more yeah.
0: marshals. Yeah. I mean, towards the latter end of the, the Timberman course, like, definitely not as many. Um, and I feel like, just in general, like, not as many, but at uh, Muscle Man, I feel like there were definitely more on the course.
1: Yeah. You know, it, I, I feel like it's hit or miss. I mean, they're definitely out there and whether they're focused on the front of the pack or kind of yeah. letting everybody see them. And I think also, you know, the course itself is definitely helps I mean, I guess those both are one loop courses. So that makes it a little harder to cover. Whereas if it's multi-loop or something like that, you, you know, should see them a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that makes two of us that don't have penalties. Uh, Elliot, how about you? What
2: was that? <laughs> Any penalties? any penalties yeah i did i got one in whistler going uphill because i was looking down and there is a give person one right one. in front of me that's and the cop or is... the guy comes out of the bushes he wasn't even on the on a bike and then hit yeah. me wow. i'm like i'm going like five miles an hour right now so
1: yeah that's, that's stupid that's, that shouldn't... is stupid i mean yeah um, i'm a i, I, I guess a retired who... retired official and you know i was even taught to not Give penalties on hills, you know, and it's just uh, the benefits not really there. And I remember one time I was like right at the beginning of Syracuse, actually, and so there's a lot of people kind of around, and we were climbing, and and the marshal, you're not even supposed to talk to the participants, but was like, you better hurry up, and like I had to hammer it to like get up, and um, did avoid the penalty, but uh, you know, it's. It's not a perfect system. Let's put it that way. That's, that's, that's one thing I think everybody can agree on, but uh, it's, it's, it is what it is. But uh, have
2: you done, have you done a championship race before?
1: No, I
0: have not. This will be my first one. Um, Obviously it was supposed to be last year, uh, but you know, Kapow obviously got, got pushed. So um, which I got it. I think I actually qualified for, for the next year as well. Um, I got to double check on that. I haven't gotten like my, my package yet back from Timberman. Um, but yeah, it'll be my, it'll be my first, uh, championship race. So super stoked. Um, and yeah, just kind of interested to see. Um, I mean, I, they have me, I think in my age group right now in the country is number six. So it will be interesting to see kind of where I fall. Um, yeah, I know you're in a really, uh, I don't know, Ellie, what age group are you in uh
2: Collins age group? I'm in 35,
0: 39. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have a super competitive age group yeah. well yours is just That's as hard, hard.
1: yeah, yeah. But, yours I mean, is too. 30s,
0: but it is interesting to see uh like some of the younger age groups like i've seen some pretty quick times
1: surprisingly in the fast and like, yeah i mean i think
2: the real speed group. is like 25 29 now i mean those guys are yeah like really fast well,
1: just this way you'll see uh it could be a humbling experience for you paul uh you know when yeah oh to, yeah i'm crisis, not just these uh oh for big sure. boys come out to play for sure uh these, well the only ways, days, reason right? why i
2: said that is it's like everyone seems to be like your speed and my speed and you'll yeah. be around just a lot of people i mean i feel like the bike is always kind of really bunched up at first and like yeah you gotta just kind of hold your ground i mean it's kind of like when we raced in hawaii colin it's you just gotta oh, yeah. kind of hold your ground at first and try not to draft but it's it's hard because everyone seems to be like everyone's swimming like a 30 everyone's aiming for between 220 and 230 and everyone's aiming for sub 90 minutes so it's
1: yeah no for sure yep yeah i think all our age groups definitely that would be across the board some you know realistic expectations for pretty much everybody on the course you know so um it does make things interesting and uh but it should be a lot of fun and uh is your wife going with you paul
0: so she's actually not, um, with school and, and, uh, so she's a first grade teacher. So, oh, cool. um, she's got her player cards, right. Is, uh, with, with the baby and so right. forth. Um, and you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough at the beginning of the year. She teaches first grade. So it's really important for, you know, kids when they're in kindergarten, they have the whole summer off, especially with last year, they go into first grade. I mean, you remember when you were a kid, you basically forgot everything that you learned the year before. So a lot of the first month is, uh, is just reinforcement and, and so forth. So it's, it's important that she's there the first month. So she's a very good teacher and uh, it didn't really make sense, but I'm excited because my mom is actually going to be coming out. Um, My mom's actually come to me with, uh, come to me or come with me rather to a number of races. And it's actually been pretty cool. Um, You know, obviously when you're older, you don't get to see your parents as much. And uh, it's been a cool thing. Like my mom came to all my races in high school for swimming Uh, My dad came to pretty much all of my baseball games, like all of my swim races and so forth uh, meets rather. And uh, yeah, he's he's going to actually be coming out, too, I believe. Um, And my sister, you know, she does what she does. She basically turned it into a vacation and she's going out and doing like glamping or whatever with some friend. And then she's going to crash at my place in St. George (laughs) for the weekend. Although the good thing is she is a nurse anesthesiologist and she's bringing the IV bag with her. So I am going to be living the high life after this race. There you um, go. Let me know, brother. Yeah, you know, oh, I'll we'll, be in your you place after your race. Me, yeah, yeah. We'll hang out. We'll have uh, an athletic crew or something. And, uh, yep. you know. You'll have, we'll have to have out hour. Hour. For the
1: record, you'll need to have two two extra bags there because his wife's racing as well. And uh, hopefully going to have to tell my sister. Tell my sister. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah,
0: I think they should offer that in every it. race, to be honest with you. Like, just build it into the packaging. Because you want people to feel great after the race and go like, yeah, I want to do that again. And I mean, it makes, it really does make a big difference. Um, I think when you finish the race, just to like, get your body rehydrated, like put you back on the right path. And I don't know, people kind of look down on it, but it's like,
1: why? Like it just, yeah. it, I'm into, I mean, you're yeah, into wellness, totally. right? Like well, it, it, it why is, it is very you- interesting. I think it's race dependent. Um, what was it 2013 i think i was in saint croix which they don't do anymore 70.3 but it's super hot race but like yeah. they they do everything but beg you to take an iv after the race and it's like it's awesome, <laughs> and, awesome. Uh, and and then there's been times in kona where i thought i was about to die after the race and they refused you know, like to give no. me you know they will not give you one so yeah um, i mean great if it they figured. found at least the middle ground but uh um yeah i don't know if it's i mean i guess if they were like you know handing them out to everybody on the regular you know i guess logistically that could be challenging yeah, and stuff really like should. that but uh you know um make it I mean, part of the VIP bad, package or something you know not a bad little business model maybe we need to set up a remote iv place and uh, yeah. start, uh just setting up in the iron man shop they didn't charge an arm like a, a race
0: like race re, uh, you know bring like the cryo machine um you know have like the ivs like that actually would be the the thing and that could easily scale to like i mean we got to be quiet here maybe we'll talk more about this offline
1: yeah we're gonna have to dub Um, this part out Elliot. yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: but that is actually really interesting
1: (laughs) i like it let's do it uh look what comes of these things here so yeah uh, nice but uh cool so Um, I know, uh, or from talking offline, your chain, your plans have changed, but like you said, you haven't done an Ironman yet. Do you have one you're signed up for or what's your, what's your kind of aspirations when it comes to racing? So
0: I definitely am going to do an Ironman next year. Um, I've sort of reset my goals. Uh, my goal was to turn pro, but I'm sort of rethinking that, um, you know, we'll see. Um, I'm going to keep my options open. You know, obviously you have to you have to be invited, right. You gotta, you gotta make the mark. So, um, and you know, if I get the, you know, if I get the go ahead, then, you know, I can turn it down or I can decide to do it, but, uh, I'm kind of like in this stage thing. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I got into this wanting to do an Ironman. Um, so, you know, I'm 33 now I'm going to be turning 34 next year. Baby's on the way. Like I got to uh, I would like to sort of tie a knot on, uh, or tie a bow rather on that, that goal. Um, I actually have some other stuff that I'd like to do, but yeah, I have not signed up for an Ironman yet. I was, uh, they just actually announced uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was Ironman Alaska. Yeah. I was thinking that could be kind of a cool race to do. Although I know there's limited slots left, so we will see, but yeah, I would definitely. love to do an Ironman next year. And then, um, I, I, love to mountain bike, like mountain biking is something that I do on uh, the nice. side. Cool. Um, yeah, I get a, a common, Saul, um, Meta um it's got like 170 millimeters of travel so it's, it's an enduro bike so um you know i'm still doing lots of climbing and uh but yeah lots of fun like downhill you know berms jumps stuff like that uh, right. i'm not like an all-out kind of guy like i don't ride flats like i, I like still like to ride clips and, and stuff and I'm, I'm wearing like my kit and so all the mountain bikers are looking at me going like who the, who the hell is this guy like wearing his kit like what a loser um but then i like <laughs> smoke them on the uphills and uh yeah then they they usually
1: shut their mouths but, yeah i usually yeah, yeah. i don't yeah, have any my yeah. bike kits either and uh yeah i, I rock the road kits
0: <laughs> oh yeah dude like it's just why would you ride your bike in baggy clothes like that is just the like the worst like there's a reason why you wear bike clothes yeah. and like, it's funny
2: because when i first started the sport i'm like why am i gonna wear the spandex stuff like this yeah. is this is weird
1: oh uh, man just... when i first started i remember wearing the bike shorts and then putting shorts over the top of them yeah <laughs> oh i did that too i did that too it is it is so funny or swimming
2: like, you feel so uncomfortable wearing right like speedo oh, yeah and, and now so. i rock a
0: speedo yeah and it's like if i like my right. high school if like maybe it wasn't my high school self because i wore i rock speedo in, in high school too but like if i was in like sixth grade i would have been like who is this loser like what is this guy doing um but yeah it's funny because my buddy always complains it's like oh my you know my butt hurts. Like I got like all this chafing, and I'm like, yeah. Like there's a reason for that. It's like something on there, something. right? You yeah. Can. Exactly. You can't do it. You can't do it. So nice. Anyways, have you so. done any exterior uh, races yet? So I haven't. Um, I thought exterior would actually be pretty cool. I, I never really actually finished my thought. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I've led. Like i always loved to do the Leadville 100. Um, I thought that'd be a really cool race to do. So a little bit like longer format. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, I think the pros do it in like seven to eight hours. So, you know, breaking 10 would be great. I'm not, as you get
1: that belt buckle, right?
0: Exactly. I want that belt buckle. Um, some like ultra endurance running seems like it'd be pretty fun. Um, you know, and I think like, as I get older, it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be like a little bit more of a project. You know, it's, it's, uh, I know like Nick Barr just did the level 100, which actually I was pretty impressed. Like watching his training, I was like, there's no way this guy's going to finish. But I did forget, like he's an Army Ranger, um, you know, and a lot of those types of races, it's logistics, um, you know, it's it's,
2: yeah, it's it's strength,
0: right? endurance yeah. and mental strength, and uh, yeah, you know, they they tend to weed those people out in the uh, in the Rangers. So um, now that I really think about it, not super surprised, but yeah, it was sort of fun to watch him do that. And uh, I've you know I've been into not into ultra endurance running, but I was introduced to it when I was in college um, as I think probably many people were for the first time via Dean Karnazes, like ultra marathon man. And then Scott Jurek, um, you know, rich Roll, I guess is a, is sort of another guy that I think, you know, I think of those guys as like sort of portals into the, uh, into the endurance community. So I'm, yeah, I'm just into like really anything endurance. Um, so I, yeah, I have aspirations to do other stuff, but Ironman, you know, full Ironman and, and I'd love to break, you know, ten hours would be, I think, a good goal. Um, You know, nine would be even better. But I think, uh, I think that's going to be that's another level. So we'll, we'll see about that.
1: Well, they, they haven't released the course yet, but I'm not sure that's going to happen at uh, Alaska, man. Oh now. yeah, no, for sure. I can't even right. imagine. Um, Although I don't know about Janelle, because uh, I think it's a jano Like you almost wonder, like it could be flat. Um, uh, it'll be like Timberman. Well, I mean, they they, they haven't like
2: posted the courses.
1: Yeah, right. But they <laughs> did, they did say the run is um, is going up uh, some mountain or something like that. Towards, oh, okay. so I think it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be, be a, a, a challenging one. Yeah. yeah. They have it described as hilly, right.
0: uh, Which to uh, to Elliot's point, if it's anything like Timberman, that means, well, I guess over the course of 112 miles, that's like 7,000 feet of climbing. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, right. Well, and that's, uh, that's another thing. A beef I have with with Ironman here is like so. They had Timberman uh, bike course as rolling. Yeah. And then, Maine, really? yeah, they had as wow. rolling. And then, Maine 70.3, which was quite flat, I think it had, you know, definitely less than 2,000 feet of climbing. Uh, they had that described as hilly. Yeah. So, like, um, it would be good. To, and actually, I, I did fill out the post race server and gave Timberman it, a little it, bit of- about good. that. Like, I mean, it's just, uh, don't have that stuff on the you know on the website if you're not going to be legitimate and real with it you know yeah. um get so, your
0: software that does those calculations because it's clearly not working
1: yeah um, i mean i understand it's in their interest to try and make it look easier than you know it might true. be but uh uh i don't know that was uh just i just don't think the right message and the right thing that they should be doing there so it would be cool for them to clean some of that stuff up, but whatever, it is what it is. No, I definitely Uh, burned an
0: extra match or two.
1: Um,
0: like those, I probably would have put a dinner plate on the back, my back wheel too. Had I known because yeah, it's just, it's nice to have that extra cassette or just that bigger cassette in the back. If, uh, if you need to, um, because I want to say like, you know, I'm not a super heavy guy. I'm like 170 pounds. And I had to sustain efforts at like 400 Watts in my biggest ring. And, uh, you know, those aren't the types of Watts that I want to be putting out when I'm like, I big, I, would say like, I want to go like maybe 350 yeah. tops, like, and try not to get above that. Um, and it was impossible to, uh, to not push 400 without getting off my bike or at least getting out of the saddle. And, sure. uh, yeah, it's just, uh, that you pay for that. I definitely paid for that a little on the run. So,
1: yeah, yeah. No doubt, uh, but it was great, uh, really uh, fun race and great to yeah, have was- man back, uh, totally different course, but uh, it, was, it was cool, and uh, um, again, really excited to have it back here, so, um, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's nice to have a race in the Northeast, I know that was one thing that was,
0: no, I mean, it was just, it was kind of a bummer, like every race I would have to pack my bike up or, or drive eight hours to get to, um, they had one in Connecticut that I did, I think it was like Watertown or something like that, which is actually a pretty fun race they had it at a uh it was like a little amusement park
1: right yeah quasi yeah yep
0: yeah yeah i'm sure you've probably done that race but yeah it it was a super fun race um but that other than that like i think maryland is is the closest race that i've done
1: yeah they have you know lake Plaza where they do have (laughs) the 70.3 there there used to be one in providence actually there used to be uh Uh Moose Man. It was called up in Bristol, New Hampshire. Um, so we we did have some events that uh, definitely had trickled off, so it was tough for us New mm-hmm. Englanders here. but uh, um, yeah, that's kind of something we've we've grown to expect and have to do is traveling a bit for the races, but uh, we get some good training in and around here, so, oh, for sure, so yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, tell us more about your training here a little bit. So uh, you are coached, right?
0: Yep. yeah, I have uh, Mark Allen is my
1: coach. Um, I had been using,
0: so I initially started off, uh, with Tom Danielson, who's a former U S postal rider. Um, then he's pretty pricey. So I decided to go with a guy and he's far away. So I decided to go with a guy out of, uh, out of the Cape, um, worked with him for a while. And then, yeah, he just, I got injured and I was a little surprised, I guess that, he didn't sort of like pull things back. And, uh, anyways, long story short is I decided I sort of took a little hiatus and, and did some self-coaching for a little while. Cause I just felt like I was in, I was more in tune with myself. Um, I had gotten really like, he would build workouts that were, you know, 30 seconds here, 60 seconds here, 45 seconds here. And it wasn't like, it was just like a lot of workouts like that. And, I'm. Um, I'm a little bit more simplistic. Like, I think there's definitely, you know, you can build that type of stuff in. Um, but I I think you can do too much of it and you just sort of like get people, I don't know, for me, like, I just got like really caught up with the numbers and I just tried to hit like, you know, all of, all of my, my goals. Like I, and it, it just made it, it made it challenging uh, for me to feel like I did the workout perfectly so decided to do some self-coaching for a little while, sort of like clear my head. And then uh, um, my buddy, Brad, who you met, my uh, my co-co- uh, co-host on my podcast, he actually interviewed Mark Allen. Um, and he was, you know, obviously he's a legend. Um, he was another one of those portals for me. And uh, yeah, I actually, you know, I had just a quick conversation with him. You know, Brad had interviewed him, so he introduced me. And uh, yeah, I, I really like his... Uh, Sort of his methodology, he's he's definitely a bit more around heart rate. Um, he throws right. throws in you know the very structured stuff, um, you know at the right times, you know when the blade really needs to get sharp. But he limits it to you know the really the the sharpening of the blade um, and every you know the thickening of the blade or the strengthening of the blade, if you will, is uh, is definitely a little bit more like open ended. So there's there's a little bit more flexibility. Like if you're not really feeling it. Um, you know, hang out on the lower end of the, the heart rate range. And if you are feeling it, you know, pick it up, hang out in the top end and try to hit this number. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely like his style a bit more. And uh, yeah, I've been working with him since last, uh, I think it started with him like the beginning of the year. So January, 2021.
1: Nice. Good deal. And how's, uh, you got some reasonable flexibility or like what, what do you, what would you say your average, like hours or how much training you're typically doing in a week?
0: Uh, so it definitely varies like everybody. Um, sure. I would say, you know, right before coming into a race week, it's probably, you know, on the low end, maybe like 10 hours. Um, and then, you know, my bigger weeks are definitely closer to 20. Um, don't find myself getting above 20 uh very often like it's definitely more in the beginning of the season but you know i was definitely doing like five six hour trainer rides in january this year um yeah i'm i'm a weirdo man like i don't mind that um and i like to listen to podcasts and you know like to learn do like books on tape and stuff like that so i actually enjoy it uh and obviously you know it's safer when you're on the trainer but i definitely enjoy riding outside but yeah, I'd say definitely, you know, close to twenty, but definitely not breaking twenty. Yeah.
1: Uh, and pretty. You riding, you riding on Zwift when you are indoors, or?
0: Yeah, yeah, big big Zwift guy. Um, almost that, almost got that level fifty. So I've only been on Zwift for I think since like two thousand nineteen, something like that. So um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm just running as fast as, as I can towards that level fifty.
1: Nice, good for you. Cool, Ellie, you a fifty?
2: Yeah, well. I started when, remember, we were, like, beta testers for Swift, right. so yeah. we've been on it for Really? A while.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's awesome. That's such yeah. a cool company. Um, I just, yeah. I don't want to say, like, I had that idea, but, like, I definitely <laughs> had that idea back in the day. Same thing with Peloton. Like, I was, like, we should do, like, virtual spin classes, and obviously, never did anything with the idea, but... Anyways. Oh, yeah, Swift, when I was beta yeah.
2: testing, I'm, like, this is genius. And Yeah, it really is amazing. It was going to be popular and the level thing is really i mean it keeps people motivated and keeps people i mean it takes forever to get to 50 so
0: oh it does yeah it
2: really just intrigues people i think yeah, yeah and the
0: elevation too like getting that you know what is it the bike with the yeah the, uh, the, tron, the bike. tron bike yeah like yeah. you gotta get like a, is it, a million uh, feet of elevation gain
2: yep and then Which the whole well, like the zwift currency thing that's that's a really smart idea so yeah i, I they're they're pretty smart over there.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole Zwift racing thing too is pretty, uh, pretty interesting.
1: It's the only. You, thing you do some all, racing?
0: Oh uh, no, I actually I haven't done any racing. No. Um, okay. But it is it is interesting. I mean, I, I definitely see a lot of opportunity for them to get into the hardware game. Um, you know, like, like power meters, uh, scales. Like there's a lot of thing that things that they could do as long as they're connected um, where, you know, they could calibrate things and just sort of, you know, they, they definitely need to baseline a standard so that everybody knows that, you know, the numbers are real, right. Um, cause I definitely, you know, people's power meters read higher, um, you know, people's scales are a little bit off. And, uh, I mean, that all makes a difference in, in the virtual world, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think conceptually they really have something, but they definitely have a lot of work to do if they want to, uh, get to where I think they're trying to go. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Though. Nice. And so you got the swim background. What do you consider your strengths and weaknesses? Um, runs definitely my
0: weakness. Uh, you know, like I said, I never really thought of myself as a runner. I definitely enjoy running though a lot more than I think any of the other disciplines. Weirdly at this point, I've always kind of gravitated towards my weaknesses. Um, the bike was definitely my favorite for a long time. And I think the bike is probably still my favorite. There's just something about going fast on a bike. Um, swim. It's weird because I had a love hate relate uh, relationship with swimming. Like I would high school swimming was it was torture for the most part, but it was gratifying. And I love my coach. My coach is the man. Like the team, the guys. We had a small group of guys. Like it was like 13 or 12 or 13 guys, and we were all super close. And you know the football guys. Like I was friends with all of them, but they you know they make fun of me. They were like, oh you're wearing a your speedo yada yada um and so like it was sort of a love-hate relationship eventually you know they they you know obviously we were buddies and stuff so it wasn't it wasn't like I was getting beat up in the locker room or anything like that but uh you know swimming it was tough like I used to get up in the morning and swim before school and swim after school and like over Christmas vacation you couldn't go away um you know you were basically at the pool for six hours a day we'd get there at six o'clock And we'd swim till 12. It was two hours. Um, It was dry land, lunch, and then another two hours of swimming. And yeah, it was just brutal. And by the end of the season, you were so cooked. The last thing you wanted to do was swim. And I think that's the reason why I, uh, you know, it was tough for me to transition to college just because I was like, I can't do four more years of this, especially with the season being longer. Um. So yes, yeah, sw- swimming. It, but it it's weird because like now I, I definitely do like swimming again. Do you feel like um, swimming's
2: kind of second nature to you right now? Since you kind of like really hammered it out when you were younger, and I mean now, do you feel like you could swim less and kind of just be really competitive in triathlons still without putting in that kind of work?
0: Yeah, and the reason is technique. Um, it's kind of like golf. Like if you played golf as a kid it's, it's much easier to pick back, uh, golf back up again. Um, because you have like, your body doesn't really forget. Um, like, I think they say with like trauma, right. It's like you, your body just like kind of remembers these things. Um, I mean, it's definitely like swimming is something it, like, like golf, right. If you do it, you know, we're human. So we F things up. So it's like, I'll get in the pool and I'll swim really well and then I'll get tired and then like my swimming technique will sort of go by the wayside. And so like, I have to sort of ease my way into it, but to your point, like I definitely still have that memory, but when I haven't done it for a little while, like I have to ease my way into it because if you just sort of dive, you know, again, no pun intended head headfirst um, you know, you're going to get tired. You're going to pick up bad habits, same way as you would in golf. Um, and yeah, I mean, you guys know this, but it's all about technique, yeah. staying streamlined in the water and just trying to move your body through the water as efficiently as possible. And, uh, I mean, they say it's, uh, you know, you really have to feel the water. Like if you've been watching Lionel Sanders, uh, YouTube channel, his swim coach talks about that deal. And he really, like he says two days, like if you're out of the water more than two days, you lose, you lose your feel for the water. It takes a bit of time to get that feel for the water back because it's all the muscles in your hands and your, you know, your ankles and your feet to get that propulsion with a kick it's reactivating all of those neuromuscular paths and it, it does take a bit of time. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a wishy-washy answer. I definitely think it, it helps having the background. Um, but again, you just got to kind of ease your way into it because like, like humans do, we tend to uh, f things up. Um, if we, if we put too much thought into it, so.
2: See Colin, you only need to swim one or two times a week. There it is. (laughs) I always make fun of Colin because that's the only thing he's. I'm better than him. Than him at.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, swimming. Yeah, we'll see what happens when Hawaii comes, Elliot. (laughs) Yeah. If and ever, if it ever comes, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I haven't done an open water. Obviously, done open water, but like an ocean swim in a while. Um, which I think is definitely a lot different. So that'll, uh, that'll definitely be interesting.
2: Well, I uh, think the one thing it, working towards your advantage is it m- possibly may not be wetsuit legal in St. George. So yeah, that will be That's definitely amazing. a summer's advantage. Yeah,
0: I would have never thought because to your point, I would have just assumed that it would have been cold enough. Because I've heard I know I did
2: that race in May and the the temperature was like 55 degrees. I mean, it was dude, that is nuts. Yeah, I just
0: did an ice bath and I was trying to get it down super cold and I got it down to 55. I spent 10 minutes in that water. Yeah, that's (laughs) cold, man. That is cold. It's crazy too because, like, that's one thing that you don't realize, or you know, if you're just in a pool, pools are normally like 75 degrees. Like your body is burning calories um and energy so yeah it's uh that's that's definitely a harder race if that water's that cold
2: right, Even
0: right.
1: With yeah cool so what's uh what's the expectation boys for uh next well, i'm week glad here? we're
2: interviewing him now because now i know everything about him i know his strengths <laughs> and weaknesses take me down <laughs>
0: likewise man Uh, i guess i don't know uh, i think we may see each Uh, other on the road
2: (laughs) no we i was just looking at all your results on my phone and we i think we're gonna be pretty close in st george it'll be fine i should hook hook you
1: guys up here i'll make sure you guys have each other info uh you guys both getting there pretty early so that's uh that's cool you guys can uh hang out uh it is a beautiful area for sure. I think for all your family will have a good time hanging out there and uh, really appreciate it. Um yeah, I do you know how, your race uh, number, Paul? I don't. Um
0: I didn't know they had already ass- had they assigned that yet. The
2: rumor is because they haven't really said the swim waves and there's 4,600 people in the race. <laughs> so the rumor is it's gonna split be it up. it's going to be split up based off of age group rolling starts, but it's kind of okay. based off of your your bib number so like everyone in your age group is going to be around the same number so if you have a higher number the rumor is you're going to start a little later but that's
1: yeah i I mean i have to imagine i wonder if they're going to actually put ages on cast or this one maybe i I doubt it the only thing
2: the only thing that i like about it is it's your age group is kind of around each other so yeah you're not going to get some guy who starts like three hours after you yeah Hopefully yeah.
0: not. Yeah, yeah. So at least like you're racing a little bit. I know. Um, I mean, they—they they have to imagine they're sort of looking at people's. I mean, yeah. I guess you could do it two ways, right? Like you just look at people's ETAs, um, or you could look at their age groups. I mean, I guess you can assume everybody in the age group is probably going to have, you know, roughly equal times. But um, yeah, that's definitely a a, uh, a tough nut to crack for sure. Yeah. I, okay, just, yeah. I think
2: the I think the, the course dating. is going to be pretty crowded.
0: Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be two days and then they consolidated it down to one day. Yeah. So I wonder why, I mean, I know that they were like trying to get people to come. Like I was talking to one of the guys uh, who, you know, he's at race day wheels um, and he was saying like they were actually like they were struggling to get people to go. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if potentially they got too many people, but I mean, 4,700 sounds like a full roster. There won't be 4,700, I don't think.
2: Yeah, there won't be that many, but I mean, I, I do think the competition's going to be a little, I mean, I guess "quote unquote" watered down a little bit, but people, yeah. I, I guarantee you, the oh, competition will still yeah. be very good. So, oh, oh yeah,
1: well that's well, why it's going to be it's going to be mostly Americans for sure. Yeah, and just even the Europeans want to come. I don't think they're at home, can't even get in, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, uh, will awesome. be an interesting piece of it. But uh, cool. So, Elliot, your training's going good. Yeah. Yep.
2: Just kind of nervous for go. the nervous We, we for don't the have to weather. deal
1: with the uh, the issue of trying to hold back for Kona, so
0: oh that's gotta be that's gotta be painful, man.
2: I'm more nervous uh, for the quick, I'm it. more nervous for the drive. Just yeah. making it there.
0: Make <laughs> sure uh, you end up gas. Don't want to yeah. break
1: down in 106 <laughs> degree weather, you know, that's in the true. desert. That would uh, not be nice. Uh, uh, so you're getting
2: there, Paul. You're getting there on Monday.
0: So initially, I no. So I'm getting in Sunday. Sunday um, but I did change my plans a little bit. I had initially was targeting flying directly into St. George, and then my sister was like, "What are you doing? You can just fly into Vegas, and then it's like a two-hour drive," which I, I didn't realize. So I ended up, uh, you know, I used to travel a lot with Delta, so I have pretty, you know, decent status. So I was able to easily change my flight. Uh, so I'm flying into Vegas now. Um, and then we're just going to make the jump over to St. George. So yeah, I should be in pretty, pretty early. I think probably, um, local time, like one or two, uh, St. George time.
2: Nice. Um, what about you? Um, I think we're going to get in either Tuesday or Wednesday. We're going to leave. Tuesday or Wednesday, nice. Yeah. I think Monday. So a couple nice. of days of yeah. driving.
0: Yeah. That's basically, I, I mean, I honestly, I'd prefer to drive, um, just because it's it's nice having you know the ability to sort of think about where you're gonna put in the car. And it uh,
1: you can bring yeah, everything with throw,
0: you. Yeah, I tend to throw more in, like I like get the bike rack and uh you know.
1: You better oh, start driving now, good. Paul, if you're gonna head. I uh
0: long drive. I would love to do it though. I really would love to do it. Um, mm-hmm. but uh yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, we'll definitely have to connect when we're out there. It'll be uh you know it'll be good to uh to meet in person.
2: Yeah. And are you staying uh downtown right by I- transition or i guess there's multiple transitions are you are you right by the finish line
0: um no so i am at the uh, i did airbnb i'm at like sports village or something like that okay um which is it's yeah it's like a condo or something like that i i'm interested to find out they have like you know like tennis courts and like um seems like a, a pretty decent spot but i made the mistake i was looking to book like super early And then I, you know, I candidly with COVID was like, you know, these efforts are going to cancel this race. I know they're going to do it. And uh, luckily everything worked out, but I was hesitant to book. And then uh, because Airbnb now, um, at least for a lot of their properties, if you book it, you have to pay for half of it, regardless of whether or not, you know, you actually do the trip and regardless of how soon you cancel after, after booking. So I was a little gun shy and uh, I mean, Place looks pretty good, but it's not like right at the finish line. I think it's like probably a five minute drive, but it's, it's in downtown St. George. Nice. I think it's, yeah, it's called like the sports apartments or something like that. Um, what about you? Where are you staying?
2: Um, kind of like in between T1 and T2, like along the bike course, it's kind of a random area. It's where we stayed in, in May. It's an Airbnb. So yeah. Oh, that's, that's
0: awesome. Nice. So yeah, you've been there before, you know. Um, yeah the
2: point-to-point stuff is just it's a huge hassle yeah. before the race it's like so many times you got to keep track of and Dude, some I bike drops and bag drops and i've shovels. only done one
0: before uh there was the uh 70.3 in ohio i did not have a great experience at that race um and uh, i mean it was fine like the point-to-point but i just don't like having to put out i guess Wilmington was point-to-point too um but uh yeah i just i don't uh, to your point i don't like having to pull my stuff out the night before like especially run stuff it's yeah. just like and i just feel know. like
2: i'm just driving everywhere the day before
1: it's like oh yeah, yeah it's multiple places you need to be, yeah. yeah 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 cool well yeah i'll definitely hook you guys up here and uh hope uh you guys send me a picture before the race here uh together here so
2: yeah who are you putting money on colin
1: <laughs> oh that's a good <laughs> question here um
2: Who's going to be out of the water first?
1: Uh, I'll take you, Elliot. I think it'll be close, though. Um, could depend on the wetsuit legal. Well, here Paul's enough.
2: definitely a better biker than me, cyclist. Yeah, he'll
1: he'll. Uh, I think he'll have you off the bike. Um, but we'll see what happens on the run here. Uh, yeah. this looks like be the, the run, Iron board. War.
2: Might be an oh, Iron down War. Down oh, that be that'd be
1: great. <laughs> let's take this thing to the finish line
2: yeah let's do there
0: you go let's,
2: <laughs> do it. Nice. Let's,
0: let's throw down like last mile like last let's plan it like do we'll do like the sam long
1: i was just gonna uh, say <laughs> <laughs> St.
0: Yeah. George. like we'll just we'll take it to the lat you know we'll, we'll hang out at, like the last four miles which actually interesting do you guys think they did that on purpose like i was actually thinking about that uh like in a 70.3 like, it, I mean, it kind of comes down to the last six miles, but, um, yeah, I, I was, I like thought, I was like, do you think they plan that? Like, we're going to like hang to the last four miles and then hammer, but yeah, that was just an amazing race, but uh, yeah, let's plan, Let's plan to do that. Elliot.
1: All right. <laughs> nice. Cool. All right, gentlemen. Well, Paul, thank you very much for being on here and, uh, yeah. Um, best of luck, uh, this weekend and moving forward here and with a kiddo and, um, Elliot, good luck to you, my man. Thank you, and um, we'll uh, we'll talk again soon here. Awesome, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. It was uh, it was great chatting with you.
2: See you yeah. in ten days, Paul.
1: <laughs> Likewise. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cool. All right. Take care, everybody.